So uh, this morning to celebrate our, our six-year anniversary, we're going to have some testimonies and some, some people here in the house, that's, you know, uh, God, how God's, you know, moved in them and, and used them and them share. And, uh, and I want to tell you, if, if we don't mention it again, on the way out today, we've got a celebration cookie cake out there and uh, there'll be more coffee left and all that. So hang out in the foyer fellowship, uh, celebrate together, have, have dessert, all that. It's going to be really fun. Um, but before I bring up some testimonies, I was thinking about how, you know, typically when we have a, you know, an anniversary of the church in the past, you know, we'll usually, we'll make mention of it on a Sunday morning. We'll say, you know, hey guys, this is our, whatever year it may be, it's our fourth year anniversary as a church. Awesome. Celebrate. And then we kind of move on, you know, with the, whatever was planned for the morning. So I was thinking about it and I was thinking, you know, why, why this year did we feel led to really, you know, put a big focus on uh, the, the birthday of the church this year on the sixth year and the, the anniversary. And I was thinking through that. And so actually what's helpful to know is that we launched this church on Easter Sunday of 2015. So actually last Sunday on Easter Sunday was the official six-year anniversary. And because we were making sure, you know, putting the focus on Resurrection Sunday, we said, hey, well, let's take this next Sunday, the week after, and really put a focus on the celebration of the anniversary of the church. So I was thinking through that and realizing that actually we're six years old now, but we've now entered into our seventh year as a church. And last Sunday was the anniversary, so today we're on our seventh day in our seventh year as a church family. And this is what I heard the Lord say about that. Uh, because the number seven, uh, as we know in Scripture, it represents a completion. It represents a finished work, a, uh, a, a perfection and maturity, right? And so I heard the Lord say this morning, the Lord said uh, about Arise Birmingham, He said, we've experienced breakthrough in this house. Okay, we've experienced breakthrough. And then the Lord said, but get ready for the follow through. Get ready for the follow through. Because how many of you know, many people get breakthrough, but then they don't follow through. And this is a house, I hear the Lord saying, that is going to follow through. And so I looked up the definition of follow through as I was just leaning into this word from the Lord. And the definition of follow through is to finish, to complete, especially that of a commitment. And then another definition says to press on in an activity or process, especially to a conclusion. So you see, when the Lord is doing a good work in us, as it says in uh, Philippians 1.6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Amen. So when the Lord says, you've got breakthrough, but as I'm doing a good work in you, you've got to carry on and bring it to completion, bring it to maturity. And that's what I'm sensing from the Lord this morning. Uh, as, we're, as we are, we have breakthrough, and now this is a house that is going to follow through. And if we've got some people in the house this morning that you're committed to the follow-through, you've got the breakthrough, but you're committed to the follow-through, say amen. Amen. I love you. We love you so much. Um, we're just so thankful for each and every one of you, myself, and our five-fold uh, leadership team. We just, uh, you are, you are the, the, the main topic of our conversations. I mean, always at staff meetings and, you know, uh, conversations through the week. Uh, we're just so grateful for you. You're such a powerful house and body of believers. And the way you stand and the way you love and the way you, um, you know, lay your life down for the kingdom of heaven. 
uh, and so we're just so thankful for you, and we love you so much. And you, you are, you are this church. You are this church. You are the body, and you, you are powerful. And we talk about you all the time um, because we understand um, that it's, it's so humbling to be trusted with the treasure of heaven, and the treasure of heaven is you. It's God's people, and we're trusted with you, and we don't take it lightly. So we love you so much, and we're grateful for each and every one of you. And honestly, there's so many of you that we wish could just get up here and share and, and uh, celebrate and testify, but we did want to have a few people specifically to come up and uh, just share with you, share their heart, uh, testify, and uh, so that we can celebrate with them. People that have been with us throughout the years had different testimonies. So let's start out first with uh, Seth Cavan and uh, Kelly Cavan. His, his mama is going to come up here with them. And they're going to share a testimony about, about what God did in, did in them uh, and with Seth here to Rise Birmingham. So can we show our love for Kelly and Seth? Hello, I'm Kelly. This is Seth. Um, Seth is 13 years old now, but 10 years ago when he was 3 years old, he suffered from a collapsed lung. We were in California at the time, and um, he had allergic reaction to something. I'm not exactly sure what it was, but had an allergic reaction to something and suffered a collapse lung. We were in the ER for quite some time that, at that point. We flew home, and from three years old to eight years old, he was hospitalized three different times um, from something called leaky gut. I don't know if you're familiar with what leaky gut is, but your um, stomach cannot, or doesn't have certain enzymes to digest food. And so um, from three to eight, we dealt with throwing up all the time. It affected his lungs. He couldn't breathe on several different occasions. Um, we ended up with um, special equipment, actually, to help him breathe at certain times. I mean, we would be just driving down the road, and all of a sudden he would say, Mommy, I'm going to throw up, and it would just happen like that. And it was constantly from different things that he would eat. And, of course, we took out gluten. We took out dairy. We took out everything you could imagine. We did it all, but nothing was really um, fully contributing to helping heal his gut. Um, we met with a naturopath doctor and all these things. Well, we eventually found a rise, and about the fifth, I mean, it was about a handful of times that we had been to a rise at the other building, um, and set... Um, Seth was in the nursery, or the child care, I should say, and Wes got up and had a word of knowledge at the end um, about um, not being able to digest something or foods and having a hard time breathing. And I, I looked at my husband, Heston, and I said, go get Seth. <laughs> and so he went to the nursery, or the child care, got Seth, brought him out, um, and we brought Seth up to Wes, and Wes prayed over him. Um, nothing really happened in that moment. It was just a sweet moment, a very powerful moment for Heston and I to be in agreement with that, with Wes, and to believe in what was spoken. Um, after that, this was, okay, this is, mind you, um, June of 2016, so it's the summertime, and that was on a Sunday, and the next day was Monday, and I, we have four children. We took them to, I took them by myself to the pool that day, came home, it was nap time for the afternoon, and I was exhausted, like any mother of that many children <laughs> would be at the pool. And so um, I put everybody, most everybody, down for a nap, and I sat down for a little bit, and I heard the Holy Spirit say, pray for your kids. So I was like, absolutely, I can do that. I can sit down for a minute. So I sat down, and I started praying um, for my children, 
and I started thinking of donuts. And I was like, Kelly, concentrate. Concentrate. You're praying. You're praying for your children. So I continue to pray for, um, for the kids, and I start thinking of, of Krispy Kreme donuts again. And I was like, oh, my word, focus. Apparently I want a donut, but focus. And then um, it happened again, and I was like, Lord, why am I thinking of donuts? And I sat there for a second, and I was like, oh, can Seth have a donut? And I've never heard the Lord speak so strongly in my life, but I heard a very sweet yes, a very powerful yes. Every time Seth had had, we, we, I mean, what family doesn't love Krispy Kreme donuts, right? So we would go, but Seth couldn't have them um, when we went as a family. And so I heard yes, and I yelled at Seth, Seth, come here. He was in the basement. And I was like, I feel like Jesus told me, the Holy Spirit just told me, you can have a donut. And he goes, can I have two? <laughs> That's what he said. And um, I called Heston. Heston brought home a dozen donuts. Wow. He had four, and he did not throw up anything. Um, so... So donuts are really a sweet thing in our family now. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he has never thrown up again since. He's never had another breathing issue since. He's never, he's never had any issue. So we're very, <laughs> very thankful for the word of knowledge that came to, to Wes in that moment that set us up for where our family went next, which was moving far away. Um, and I love that, that the Lord... Um, brought such a healing in such a sweet way, but I also love that faith was a part of the healing. So I just want to express to you that faith was the beauty of just believing. I heard yes and walking in, give them a donut, when in the past, every other time there was ramifications for that, <laughs> was a part of that testimony too. Hey, hey Kelly. Uh, and Seth, would you stay just one more second? Anyone uh, that needs healing right now for digestive issues, um, let's just begin praying and releasing that right now. Come on, church, just pray right where you're at. Uh, if it's you and you're willing to, just say, hey, I need prayer for that. Just lift your hand. Like if it's, yeah, anyone around, there's a few hands lifted. If anyone would just place hands on them, let's, let's, let's go after this and pray for that in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, for healing right now. We thank you that testimony, that for this testimony, God. We thank you, Lord, that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, and that we just prophesy and we release over these each and every one right now to full healing in the name of Jesus, full alignment with the kingdom of heaven for every gut, uh, for every digestive tract in the name of Jesus, for every allergy. We say allergies leave now in the name of Jesus. Allergies must flee and leave now in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We thank you, God. We thank you for healings taking place right now. Lord, we thank you for what you did in Seth's cabin. And we say, do it again, God. Do it again, God. Release it. Release it a thousandfold right now to sons and daughters across the house in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Seth, could you come here just real quick? And I'll, I just want you to stay on the microphone. Just say, be healed in the name of Jesus. That's all you got to say. Be healed. There we go. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, guys. Give it up for Seth. 
Thank you, God, and for Kelly and for the Lord. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you. Uh, Lisa Weaver, would you come up? What, can we show our love for Lisa Weaver? She's going to share. Just She's been so uh, special to this house, and we love you, Lisa. Thank you for sharing a little bit. Um, good morning. I know my kids are dying. I've got a microphone in my hand. <laughs> I had to write everything down because I didn't want to forget um, to say what was important to me. I am married to Roy. We've been married for 38 years. Um, we have three daughters and a son, uh, three incredible son-in-laws. We have nine grandchildren, and Margaret is pregnant with our 10th baby due in October. And Claire and John are in the process of adopting a baby. Um, we've been waiting for her, we think it's a girl, um, for over a year. So we're ready for her to be home. Um, when Jeremy asked me to speak, I started praying about what to say, and the only thing that kept coming to me was Holy Spirit kept going, me, 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 and I'm thinking, oh, you know, how appropriate. Um, in my relationship with Father God, it was always very easy. I um, always saw him as creator, as master, as the person in authority, um, and I think that's because I have a great dad, an earthly dad, and that was an easy relationship, and I've known it my whole life. And then in relation to my um, relationship with Jesus, I started praying about that and thinking why that was so easy. And it went back to my grandmother and my mom. Uh, my grandmother was a little Italian lady, and she was Catholic. And um, we would go to the church. She ironed all the priest's linens every, every week. Like she would get them and bring them home and wash them and dry them and then iron them dry. And I mean, just like, you know, every week, just such an act of service. And I remember going into this church, um, this old, beautiful Catholic church, and it was quiet because nobody was there because we were delivering the stuff back. And at the front of the church, there was this huge statue of Jesus, and his hands were open wide, and he always had a smile on his face, and he had such a kindness about him. And I remember that from, I mean, I, I don't remember not having that. Now... My relationship, however, with the Holy Spirit has always been very elusive to me. Um, I don't know why, but I think Arise has brought, that's the gift that it has given me. Um, Jeremy has prayed with me, and he has been instrumental in opening doors for me in my walk with the Holy Spirit. And I don't know, <laughs> you probably don't even know why, but... I ask Jesus, and I ask Father, and I ask Holy Spirit to reveal himself to me. And when I'm here and listening to this service, uh, Miss Joni, I, I don't know what it is about your voice or your yes and amen during a service, but it touches me every week. Um, there's something, <laughs> I don't even know you, but there's something about you that there, um, it, it's there. Um, and this group of young adult girls, y'all are wild. You're so much fun to watch, um, and just to see, <laughs> y'all are, just to see the Holy Spirit bubbling out of you, it is, it's inspiring. It's just, it's great. And Miss Yvonne, I mean, I watch you dancing with your flag, and I see like this, <laughs> so, I mean, these are just three small examples that I see, and I see it in this church every week. Um, I think, too, when I see the kids coming in here, and I watch them, and that's where I think um, they don't know any different. They come up here, and they worship, and they're free, and they're, 
They're uninhibited. And they don't know not knowing the Holy Spirit. Um, so I see this in this church every Sunday. Um, when I'm here, able to come on Wednesdays, it's here. He's always so present, and it's always so easy. And I think for the five of you, Jeremy, Nedra, Wes, Caroline, and Melanie, you foster this freedom in this church. You make it so easy because he's so real to you. And it pours over into everybody here. Every corner of this room is touched. Every person is touched. We have it here, and then we take it with us when we leave. That is what I thank you all for the most. It's just the freedom to experience Holy Spirit and to watch my children and my grandchildren not know any different. Um, they're uninhibited in their worship. They know the Holy Spirit from a young age, and it's just the best gift that y'all could ever give me. And I thank you, Arise. I thank you for your leadership. I uh, thank you for your love. Um, you all mean the world to us, to all of us. And so, happy birthday. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lisa. Uh, Alan and Rachel Ison, would you guys come up? This is a a power powerhouse couple in this house, and uh, just so thankful for them and how God uses them here in the house and also what he's done in them. So you guys share a little bit with us about that. I'll try to get through this without crying. Um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a baby, so I cry about everything. So anyway, um, we are, I told Jeremy a couple weeks ago, we are two years to the weekend. Exactly. was our first time here to rise. So yeah, today. So two years to the day we've been here to rise and, um, when I say that it's changed, it initiated change that we have been looking for for years in our home life. Um, I can't expound on that enough. Um, so we just, first of all, I just want to honor you guys, like everything that you pour out into this place. I think we all, we all feel the same way. Um, it's a beautiful cultivation of family that you guys just consistently pour yourselves out in. And, you know, our family and this whole family is forever grateful for that. Um, so many eternities changed because of your willingness to say yes. So thank you from the bottom of my heart and for my family. Thank you. Um, we, um, we two, two years ago to this weekend, we were coming out of a super hard season. Um, I was very recently removed from the hardest part of my life in general, and especially spiritually. Um, and we came in and had time to rest. And, and I, I'm, I'm still going through a process of what I just call being unwound. You know, like everything that I had learned in church growing up, like from the time I was saved, I thought that was, I thought it was like, I grew up in charismatic churches, so religion was always like, well, there's no religion here. But in that, in that, we learned to operate in a different style of religion, right? So, right, right. 
So, so the Holy Ghost has been taking me through this process of unlearning everything that I thought I knew about who He is. And that really started here with you guys just giving us the opportunity to learn about the union that we were designed for. And it's changed everything about me. Like, I'm not who I was two years ago. And I'm not, I'm not who I was six months ago, right? But it's not, it's not because of what I've done or what we've done. It's just a, a yes and a willingness to understand who, who we are in Him, you know? Um, so anyway, it's changed our whole life. Arise has changed our whole life. Um, our home life is amazing. And it was always good. Like, But our children love this place. We can't, come, we, we can't come off of the 459 exit without my son, David, yelling, Miss Cam. Cam. <laughs> He's like, we're coming to see you. You know, like, so I can't, again, I can't thank you guys enough. We're so thankful for this place. We're so thankful for your yes. And we're so thankful to be a part of the family, you know. Well, I'm not going to be able to go very long without crying. Um, so the first thing I wanted to say was, like, when he talked about, like, this our two-year anniversary when he said that, like, I think last week. I remember that Sunday like it was yesterday. I made the analogy with um, a couple of people on the leadership, and I was like, you know, like when you go to someone's house, even if you're, like, pretty close with them, you're almost kind of always on your best behavior. Because, you know, you don't want to, like, be like, dang, they didn't pick up their stuff. Like, you just want to, like, present yourself well. But when we came to rise, like the moment we, like, went and set our stuff down, I said, this is different. And I felt like, like when you come, or like when you go to, like, your best friend's house or the place that you feel the most comfortable, like a grandparent, you raid the pantry, you raid the fridge, you know, you just go and do whatever you want. Like, cleanup is an afterthought. You kind of get it when you, you want to. But it felt like, man, this is what heaven feels like. It feels like family. <laughs> and then it was funny that Miss uh, Lisa said the kids coming in because that Sunday I was worshiping. And then all of a sudden, I was like, I feel like there's somebody near me. And I, like, kind of turned, and, like, all the babies were in. And Lydia had never really gone to kids' church before because of different things, but I just always, like, wanted her to worship with me. Like, I just think there's something powerful about our babies worshiping with us. So she came in. I said, you come worship with me? And she said, no, I'm with my friends. <laughs> Which I was like, ugh. But then... But then I lost it because I was like, she's with her friends. And she hasn't had that before. And I like, I told someone the other day, I was like, you'd have thought I was having a deliverance episode because I was a wreck. Like, I was like snotting. And I mean, it was like a situation. And then like some of the big girls were together, like, because my big, I'm very big on like protecting her heart. And I saw some of the big girls jumping together, and she was wanting to join. And the moment that I was about to step, which unbeknownst to me, Miss Cam opened up the big girl's arms and put her in. And then I was a wreck again. Like, I just lost it. But it was just, like, such a beautiful, like, and then, like, 
I won't go on the rest, but like, I mean, like every single, it's like, when are we going to arise? When are we going to arise? And so it's like on Saturday night, before we had Wednesday night, we were like, guess what tomorrow is? We go to arise. And it was like this big, like, we've just loved, like, coming here um, because it's family that we've wanted for a really long time. Um, but then just like a, when he was like talking about the leadership, like, Nothing you can say will change someone. Nothing you can say or preach will have any effect if you're not living that or if you're not sitting at the feet of Jesus encountering his heart first. And there's not a Sunday that's gone by that I haven't either left feeling like, oh, like empowered or convicted or like wanting to look more like Jesus. But it's not because they live this like, it's because, like, they know him. <laughs> because they've encountered his heart, and you can't release the kind of love and the kind of truth that they release without knowing who he is and not encountering his heart. And I think that's one of the things that, like, has messed me up. Like, <laughs> because who they are is, like, just a, it's It's real. And I've even told him one time, like, I was kind of jealous um, when we first started coming around. I was like, you guys are hanging out with your family all the time. Like, I want to hang out with my family. Um, but then, like, I felt the Holy Spirit say what they have. It's released to you, like, and you're in the family. And it's just such a beautiful thing to, like, there's no, like, performance. There's no... Um, yeah, there's no level of, like, we have to make this so good. Because you, when you sit at the feet of Jesus, that it's the best. And when they release something that's come straight from the Father's heart, it'll wreck your life if you're ready to listen and receive it. Because he's always inviting us in. And I think that's the beauty of, like, they're always, like, just, come on. Like, <laughs> this is for us. Um, but, yeah, just a ditto. Like, yeah, our lives are... Yeah, a wreck. <laughs> we love you guys very much, very much. Amen. Okay, church. There, you know, Alan and Rachel are talking about family, and I felt such a, a, you know, a family. Just even, you know, that being released in our midst, and we're gonna kind of transition. I want to ask you to to stand up. And uh, just begin uh, praying over one another. This is the family of God. And like we do, just put a hand, you know, on the shoulder of the person next to you. and Just begin blessing them in the family of God. Thank you, God. And I, I, I feel so strongly, even there may be some people here. There, there's, an, there's an Alan and there's a Rachel here. It may be their first Sunday or their second or their third. And they need to experience the family of God. The family of God. Just bless one another. And release the family of God, the kingdom family of God over one another to be brought into the family. And Nedra and Caroline are going to come on up as you just continue praying. Stay in the spirit of prayer. And they're going to pray and prophesy and release us into this seventh year of being a church family. And then we're going to worship. Hallelujah. Yeah, just continue to be in prayer and just pray with me as I just... 
I just want to speak a blessing over this house as we go into the seventh year. So just continue to pray in the spirit with me. Oh, Jesus, thank you. We just are so grateful. Oh, this is just a dream come true. You are a dream come true, God. This family is a dream come true. I just thank you for this family. I thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness that you have just poured out exceedingly more than we could ever ask or imagine in the last six years. And we are just so excited and expectant for what you have for this house in the next year to come, God. Yeah, so I bless this house to be filled with new childlike wonder and deep sense of holy awe for who you are and what it is like to be in your presence. Your presence is everything, Jesus. We honor you, Holy Spirit, your deep work and love that is felt in and through our lives. I bless every person with an encounter and experience and forever a relationship filled of intimacy with you, Father, Jesus, and Holy Spirit. I bless this house and continuing to have renewed hunger for the word of God, where your truth carries all weight and all personal opinions and feelings never pale in comparison to your holy scripture. And I bless this house in boldness and in speaking the truth of God in love, but unashamed for your word that is alive and full of promise that will never return void. I bless this house to continue to be one of deep rest, rest that is only found in you, Jesus. Thank you for continuing for it to be a place of healing. I bless this house in experiencing more of many miraculous signs, wonders, and salvations. Jesus, I bless this house to be set apart for you, to continue to be filled with purity and worship and celebration and joy and holiness and filled with wholeness. That this would be a house where we do not compromise because we know who we are and whose we are. And as you are holy, we are holy. God, I thank you for this house being a house of impact, one that shines so bright for you, that partners with your heart to see your kingdom, the superior kingdom to all others, fill the earth to see your light dismantle the darkness and your peace, the covenant promise of your shalom in us that would overcome the noise and the chaos in this world. I bless this house to be a home where those that have turned from your heart would fall back in love with you and follow you wholeheartedly, God, for their whole lives. I bless this house in furthering partnering with you in redemption and restoration with the hearts of your children. And I bless this house to continue to be a church that your sons and daughters can call home because it is family, where there is unity and fellowship and wisdom exchanged across generations, and that this house is a healthy house and family full of forgiveness, grace, and joy. God, I thank you for the honor of partnering with you in the dreams you have for every person that is a part of this house, this family. And we acknowledge that you are the ultimate dream. You are a great and glorious portion and prize. You, Jesus, are what satisfies every thirsty soul. And if we have you, Jesus, we have everything. 
having you and having you with us is everything. We receive you in this moment, Jesus. We celebrate and rejoice in all that you have done for us on the cross, the gift of being your child and the honor it is to be a part of your church in this hour. We just receive the more of the outpouring that you want to place here and pour out here in this house. Thank you, God, for this house and this church and every person and every soul here and all of God's people said, amen. Um, I just want to invite y'all to stay in this moment <laughs> and in receive mode. Um, as I was praying into just the word that the Lord had for us as a family for Arise in year seven, um, I just felt like um, as we thank him for just a presence filled six, year, <laughs> six years and enter into our seventh, um, I just felt like there was this invitation to kind of remember what has been spoken over this house and what we've seen and just the anointings that are on this house. And um, I had this just reminder of just like how you and I, um, you might treasure prophetic words that have been spoken over you and your family and might kind of declare them and pray, you know, them over your life and press into them. Um, I, I remember this, somebody saying that, you know, just physically like giving the picture of in a house, like when you go in the garage in your family's house and you find something in a box, it's like, oh, I need this, so I'm going to use it because <laughs> it's my family and I can, you know, and so I felt like there was just this invitation um, for everyone in the house, like for these words that have been spoken over rise in the past and these anointings, like if you need to receive this over your personal family, this is your moment to, to apply that and receive that um, because we're family and you can go in the garage and <laughs> get whatever you need. Um, what's ours is yours and what's yours is ours. And um, anyways, there's been um, a lot of sifting and shifting in this past year um, in our world and, um, in our house, um, at Arise too. Um, so especially if you're, um, new within the past year, this is, um, really, I just want to invite you to receive this and just, um, yeah, celebrate what the Lord has done. So, um, these are words and just specific anointings that the Arise has had, um, so, um, if you know where we are positioned, we're on the corner of the east side of the city. So where 459 and 20 meet, it's like right where we are. So we've been positioned at the east gate of the city. And in Jerusalem, the east gate is where the Messiah will enter in. So even the physical positioning of where we stand at the eastern point of the city of Birmingham is significant. <laughs> and we are a house that opens the gates to let the king of glory come, come in and reign over this city. Uh, it has also been prophesied that there's a literal healing portal on this property, on this land, that people would come from all over the city to be healed and to encounter Jesus the healer. Um, we've been called a house of misfits, <laughs> where people will find healing from church wounds and um, find family where they never have found family before. We have been called a house <laughs> of worshipers where worshipers throughout the city can come and drink from the well and go out refreshed and filled. 
I see that in the prophetic rooms all the time. People from other churches come all the time. And it's such an honor that we get to be a well to pour out on people and um, that even aren't, you know, don't colorize their home. Um, and we've also been called a house of worship where raw, pure worship will lead people into the throne room. Um, and some anointings on the house <laughs> um, that we carry is for healthy marriages to thrive that healthy marriages would be attracted to the house and um, come here, and that marriages in need of healing would be met with empowerment to rise to what they were created to be. For kids to grow up with a real encounter with the power of Holy Spirit and for, to understand how real and accessible he is, <laughs> that rest and the shalom of heaven is the foundation of who we are. We always operate from that position of rest. Uh, we have an anointing of fruitfulness. <laughs> we have a lot of babies here and, um, and a lot of testimonies of seeing infertility healed. Um, we have an anointing of family, as we've been saying all morning, and valuing people as family first and not for what they can do, but for who they are. And we have an anointing and a calling for unity in the city of Birmingham amongst churches. Um, as we've seen with our tent revivals, churches giving up their, their Sunday for us to all come together and worship. Um, and we have an anointing to empower women. Um, I'm sure you can see that in our fivefold. Three of us are women. <laughs> um, but really, I feel like there is a, there's a calling, and, and there's a calling on Wes and on Jeremy to empower women. And um, I've seen that spread even just throughout, like, the family seeing it in other ways manifesting. So, um, yes, Jesus, we just celebrate what you've done in six years and all those prophetic words and the anointings on our family. And um, we just apply them. If I just, yeah, I just feel like there's just this open invitation from the Lord. If you need any of that in your, even your just personal family life, you, you get to receive it today. And we just thank you as we enter our seventh year. Um, I just... Um, saw us kind of entering into the seventh year like on this freight train of like so much fire and hunger <laughs> and just this freight train going forward with the ability to influence the seven mountains and I just saw a vision of us putting a stake in the ground a stake in the ground that we have put that in the ground the past year that we will stand on the truth of God's word and we are not afraid and have no fear of man no matter what is happening around us or in our nation <laughs> or in the world. You reign, Jesus, and we trust your plan, and we know that you're working. And because we have stood and said that we're putting our stake in the ground, we have had to expand our tent stakes even further out. We are fully submitted to your ways, God, to your truth, to your purity, to your word, to your promises. I just had this vision of there being this flame of fire on this land and there being flames like many flames all over the city and there being this gathering and drawing of the flames to come together and it becoming this untamable wildfire in year seven <laughs> and it's going to be a joining of hearts that are not over politics or worship genres but it's over holiness and over a hunger for you God and that's the word I just purity and holiness that's 
as we pray into like a new year, I just, um, at the beginning of every year, I always ask the Lord for a word. And I just feel like for the beginning of year seven, that's the word is holiness, 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 purity and holiness. Nothing is covered. Nothing's going to remain covered. Everything's going to become uncovered, exposed, purified. Holiness and purity. We're running after your kingdom with a fire-filled purity. We want you at any cost, Jesus. We want your ways, your truth, and we will be a house that stands unashamed and unapologetically for the kingdom, for your word. We are a bride, and we say, Lord, continue to sift us. <laughs> Even as sometimes hard as it was in the sifting of the past year, we just say, <laughs> we're not afraid of more sifting. Yeah, we want to be sifted. Continue to show us any way in our hearts and lives that's not fully submitted. Yeah, expose and awaken and expose any fear of man. Expose any part of us yeah. that isn't believing in your goodness and the reality of what your blood paid for us to have. We say yes to being your bride, to being every dream that you've had for your bride to be. We say yes at any cost to be purified, to be holy, to be spotless, to be blameless, to be family, to be the bride that you've always dreamed of. <laughs> so we just come with so much expectation to see more of you and to encounter more of you in year seven, God. We celebrate what you've done. <laughs> and we submit ourselves wholly to you. celebrating so hard after talking about like holiness and things like that about the Lord but those are miracles yeah. like that is freedom like yeah. we were made free and because he he's holy we're offered a life of holiness and because he's pure we're offered a life of purity and we're offered a life of freedom and people across the world are experiencing freedom. They would give anything to be able to yell and scream and dance and celebrate. They would give anything to be here where we are. And we have an opportunity to do something different here than we're ever gonna be able to do in heaven. I mean, we can offer him something here that we can't offer him in heaven anymore. Here, we get to make the choice in the middle of our circumstances to choose holiness and to choose purity and to choose freedom. It's not going to be like that in heaven. It's just, it's going to be good. We get to choose right now. It's a choice. So, in true Arise fashion, we're going to celebrate and probably sweat a lot. So, you can come up, friend, if you want to.